give thee the glory, the honor, and all of the praise. And the church of God said, Amen. Amen. For those of you that have your Bibles, I would that you would turn with me to the 40th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Isaiah, the 40th chapter. And beginning at that 25th to the 31st verse. Isaiah, the 40th chapter, beginning at the 25th verse. And there you'll find, I shall read from the Message Bible. There you'll find these words. Who is like me? Who holds a candle to me, says the holy. Look at the night skies. Who do you think made all this? Who marches this army of stars out each night? Counts them off, calls each by name, so magnificent, so powerful, and never overlooks a single one. Why would you ever complain, O Jacob, or whine, Israel, saying, God has lost track of me. He doesn't care what happens to me. Don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts. He's creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out. He doesn't pause to catch his breath. And he knows everything inside and out. He energizes those who get tired gives fresh strength to the dropouts. For even young people tire and drop out. Young folk in their prime stumble and fall. But those who wait on upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. And looking in the one of that 31st verse, but those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't get tired. And they walk and they don't lag behind. For a few moments this morning to pray with me and for me, I want to talk to us about the subject matter, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Isaiah is a prophet that had been prophesying for about 50 years. 
and he had seen little results of his labor. The spiritual life of Israel was rotting with idolatry. Wickedness and a complete disregard of love for one another. There were wars threatening Israel's future. Does any of that sound familiar today? Needless to say, God wasn't pleased. Then, and you need to know, he ain't pleased now. And yet here in this passage, as discouraged as Israel may have been, thinking God had forgotten them, God jogs their memory. Has thou not known? Has thou not heard? And when you recall all that God has already done for you and I, your burdens become lighter. Your way becomes clearer. And, and you see that quitting isn't an option. It's in this passage that Isaiah reminds us that there is nothing in this world that is greater than God. In fact, this created world in itself is an expression of God himself without any help from you or I. His very laws reveal that he has never asked for any advice from man. And everything that he created, he sustains. And every one of our yesterdays, todays, and tomorrow, whether you know it or not, are in his hands. And even if you think, just because you may be young, and you are so strong, and you don't need him, wait a while. Live a few more hours. The record states that even the youth shall faint and grow weary and fall. And just as sure as you and I are going to need a doctor or some medical attention, the God we serve is a doctor in a sick room. And he's never, ever lost a case. Anybody here ever been sick? You called him. And he came to see about you. And now you're well. So, so if you call on him now, then you got to learn to wait on him. Too often, too often we think 
that we can handle our troubles all by ourselves. Yeah, in, in our own strength. But when we realize that we can, we know just who can. And my mama used to say, I, I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I, I, I cannot bear these burdens alone. And since she says, I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, Jesus can help me and Jesus alone. And when you tell him, I declare you got to wait on him. Wait is a four-letter word that most of us don't want to hear. And yet we find our impatience will more often than not get the best of us. Coupled with the disappointments, the delays, and our, our daily contact with those whose attitudes and dispositions will try our very being. In fact, this world we live in is always in a hurry. So much that some of us think that stop means, don't mean put your foot on the brake, it means spin ties on pavement. Waiting for most of us doesn't come easy. But James 1 and 4 tells us, let patience have her perfect work. So when it's matured, you have need of nothing. We serve a God that will supply our every need. But the problem God has with us is when we call on him, we, we go and take matters in our own hand and then make a bigger mess out of our situation instead of learning how to wait on him. Yes, we are, we are living in trying times. Times which are calling for a spirit of endurance. A spirit of restraint. A spirit of watchfulness. And yes, much, much, much prayer. And the God I serve has, has taught me that in spite of what seems, in, in, in spite of my condition, in spite of my circumstances, and contrary to all the ways of this world, to trust in him and him alone. And at the same time, remain faithful. Remain prayerful. Can I help somebody here? No matter how long you pray, you really haven't prayed until you learn how to wait. And I recall uh, 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 some years ago that I, I had prayed for my daughter, whom I hadn't seen after she was six years old. You know how some of y'all can get hell in you? And you don't want, to, you don't want to, the, your spouse to see the, your children? And you don't want children to see the spouse? 
And so you put that wedge there, and for 13 years, there was a wedge. I troubled God every morning for 13 years for my daughter. I had no sense of where she was. But the Lord knew where she was. But he was waiting patiently on me. You know, boo-boo the fool. To see the error of my ways. To clear my mind. That I would know not, not only who I am and who he is, but whose I am. Macedonia, he knows that when our lives are out of divine order. Oh, yeah. He sees when our lives are, are jacked up and, and tore from the floor. And before he allows our plans to wreck our lives, he will. Oh, yes, he will. He will wreck your plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we may make all the plans that we want. But it's the Lord who guides our steps. And if I haven't learned anything about God, I know that real faith waits. And some see waiting as a waste of time and doing nothing. And, and others may see waiting as, as a cuss word. But it's something that we need or, or, or something that we want bad enough we learn to wait for it. And then some see that the best part of waiting is when it's over. But for us as Christians, waiting is active dependence and obedience to God. If you're doing all the talking, you'll never hear what he says. Waiting is the door where God's seeing us as weak as we are, and we are weaker than sugar water. But he renews us. In fact, he God often uses our trials and our troubles to teach us about himself and to grow us spiritually. God often waits on us because he wants us to, to, to mature. He wants us to grow up. And I found that the more that you read his word, the more that you're going to mature, the more that you're going to grow up, and the more that you're going to stop complaining. We, we, we in a bad habit of complaining. I wish it would snow, stop snowing. I, 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 wish, I, I wish it would stop raining. We complain about the things that we have no control over instead of, instead of doing what we do have control over. Oh, what joy awaits us when we see life from God's perspective. 
When we see waiting from God's eyes, Isaiah says we can run and not be weary. We can walk and, and not faint. Because day by day, he renews our strength. And waiting sends a message from your heart to the very heart of God that you are following, you are trusting, and you are loving him and him alone. And I'm going to wait no matter how long it takes. I'm going to wait on the Lord. David simply said in Psalms 27, wait on the Lord. Wait, I say. Take it from David. Take it from me. Wait on the Lord. And as I get ready to come to a close, if there's anybody here that ought to know God, if anybody knows who has provided a way, amen, out of no way, if there's anybody who knows what he promises, he fulfills. If there's anybody who should never, ever, ever, never doubt, it's the child of God. Or could it be, just maybe, could it be that we've gotten so grown, so callous, that we have forgotten to be his children. And as impatient as children are, and even though they can't tell time, if you promise them ice cream at 6 o'clock, they may ask you every few minutes if it's 6 o'clock yet. And yet they'll keep on asking you until you tell them, yeah, it's 6 o'clock. And then they want the ice cream and the cake. All I'm, all I'm saying, Macedonia, to us this morning is, is as impatient as children are, if it's something they really want, something that you promise, they will wait on it. Amen, church. Some, some, some of us may not move as fast as we once did. But if he allowed you to be here today, you've made progress. To soar like eagles is to become less and less attached to this world. And more and more attached to Christ. I, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. And I don't have, amen, one clue as to the issues or problems or circumstances you may be dealing with this very moment in your life. But I need you to know that the problems of our lives have no solution when we turn away from God. You don't have to leave here the same way, amen, that you came in. There's help for your pain and every burden that you are bearing. Jesus is our burden bearer. And he's our heavy load sharer. Jesus, amen, knows 
all about our troubles and, and he knows our, our every need. I know. I tried him over and over and over. Amen. And I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through. Jesus is the answer. And over 2,000 years ago, he left his home in glory. Came down to 40 and two generations just for sinners like you and I. Amen. Amen. He, he came healing the sick, giving sight to the blind, and raising the dead. And I got news for you. He's still healing the sick. He's still giving sight to the blind. And there's none so blind as he who won't see. He's raising the dead. This same Jesus was lied on. He was falsely accused. He was beaten and hung out on a hill called Calvary. Just for you and I. Amen. And they hung him on an old rugged cross. A cross that was there for you and I. And he stayed there all night Friday. All day Saturday. And this world was reeling and rocking just like it is today. Saying we got that old imposter. Ain't going to believe a word that he said. So the story for them was over. But there's a P.S. to the story for you and I. Because early, I said early, early Sunday morning, he got up. I said he got up, y'all. Stepped out on resurrection ground. Said, I am he who once was dead. And I ain't going to die no more. Get right, church. Jesus is on his way back. Don't give up. Don't give up on God. But you got to wait on it. Whatever you want from God, you got to wait. Oh, you got to wait. Yes, sir.